Welcome in. If you haven't seen this movie, you probably shouldn't be here, but today let's review one of my favorite movies. It's in my top five, Black Swan. Spoilers. Black Swan came out in 2010, directed by Darren Aronofsky. He has become one of my favorite filmmakers, and he's also been described as having one of the most unwatchable filmographies in the industry as a director, because each one of his films, but a few of them specifically, are like events to sit through. Emotional roller coasters, movies like Requiem for a Dream, Mother, and most recently The Whale. Very hard watches. But powerful, impactful, and with some sort of profound message, or a couple messages, tackling some really human, humanistic themes that, that we all go through, so... Natalie Portman is our main character. She plays Nina Sayers. Mila Kunis plays Lily. And she's so good in this role. She Mila Kunis got the role after a Skype call with Darren Aronofsky. She didn't even audition. Vincent Cassell plays Thomas Leroy, the dance instructor. Winona Ryder is Beth McIntyre. And Barbara Hershey plays Erica Sayers, Nina's mom. So we're introduced to Nina through a dream. It's like a three minute dream sequence. I think it's all one one take, one shot, which is incredible. Nina's dancing the part of the black swan. After the whole dance fades to black, it cuts to Nina already awake in bed and she's just sitting there smiling. She loves that dream that she just had. She's getting ready and telling her mom about this dream the next morning, but once she notices that her mom's not even paying attention to anything she's saying, she just stops talking. We have a very subtle but profound introduction to her mother, especially in the next scene when we see how controlling and demeaning Erica is to, to her own daughter, Nina. Nina's walking into ballet rehearsal and she stops and she looks at the poster and she sees Beth McIntyre as the current black swan of the ba ballet. So already we know Nina wants that role. Come to find out, this is Beth's last season and she is actually retiring that role. We hear about all that and backstage, a bunch of the women are talking about, uh, you know, they're kind of pr being pretty demeaning to Beth and Nina stands up for her. She's like, she's beautiful. There are dancers who have danced into their 50s. She, it's so sad that Beth has to retire and all the other women are like, whatever. We see that Nina has a very big heart because she wants that role so badly, but she doesn't want Beth to have to give it up yet. In fact, it could be kind of a reflection of if Nina ever got that role, she would have to retire in two decades, three decades, whatever. Lily suddenly enters the scene backstage, and Nina doesn't know who this woman is. She's caught off guard and immediately intrigued by her. I think she, she can tell this person is the exact opposite from me. And that's actually shown with how they're dressed. Lily's dressed in all black. Nina's dressed in all white. Erica, the mom, was also dressed in all black, and I find that a very interesting contrast to draw as well. In rehearsal, it's suddenly a big deal that Thomas Leroy is here. <gasps> the director of the ballet, everybody knows he's casting a new black swan, so everybody's on their best behavior. It's a dual role, too. This person needs to have the ability to be a double-edged sword. They need to be able to play the purity of the white swan and the, the chaos of the black swan. He walks amongst the dancing women and he taps a few of them on, the, on their shoulder. And we think that's a good thing. He's selecting them for something and he is, but it's not a good thing. He says, all the women that I just tapped on your shoulder, please 
like go to regular rehearsal. The rest of you can come see me at five o'clock for the audition. So Nina sits there and smiles because she wasn't tapped. And I love the reaction shots of the other women who weren't tapped or were tapped. Darren Aronofsky leaving those couple reaction shots in is, is solidifies the whole scene for me. It's great. Nina meets Beth, and it's a very unpleasant and brief encounter. Beth trashes her dressing room and leaves. Nina goes into her dressing room and snoops and steals some stuff and walks out. She wants to be just like Beth. Now it's time for the audition, and my heart breaks every time Nina, every time I watch this scene. She's auditioning for Toma. She does the white swan beautifully. It's perfect. Then when she's doing, she's dancing the black swan, it's not going so well. Toma is putting a lot of pressure on her during the dance, and then Lily walks into the rehearsal late. And it's super disruptive. It messes everything up. Toma was already unimpressed, so he doesn't allow her to do it again. In fact, when Lily walks in, he's like, go warm up. And she's like, I'm ready. And he's and he likes it. You can, you can tell it's like kind of a turn on for him. So Nina's like, can I dance again? And he's like, no, I've seen enough. And my heart just breaks for it every time I watch that. We get the sense that Lily is the black swan naturally. She doesn't even have to try. Nina is struggling with it and she doesn't get to try again. It's such a bummer. So she sobs in her mom's arms when she gets home because it went horribly. Nina wants to be perfect, and she doesn't understand that perfection is not only about control, it's also about letting go. How to let go, when to let go. Toma tries to tell her this when she visits his office all dolled up, asking for the part. I mean, she actually was literally there asking, but he was expecting her to, like, try to ooh-ooh, smooth him and, like, ask for the part by giving him some favors. I'm actually very glad that none of that was ever included in this movie. It feels like it's gonna go kind of creepy, but then it never does. Toma is not that type of director, and I really, it's like, ah, good. They didn't do that. <laughs> so Toma kisses her. Toma's intent when he kisses her is to catch her off guard because she's so tightly wound. During the kiss, it's not a self-defense anything, but she bites him. She lost control a little bit. She bit him, and he goes, oh my gosh, you bit me? She runs out of the room. She's freaking out. She's like, I can't believe I just did that. And again, it wasn't like a self-defense, like get off of me or anything. And in the moment, she just lost control. The cast list comes out. I love this shot because Nina's in the foreground of the shot. All the rest of the ballet, what are they called? Company? Ballet company? They're all sitting yards behind her. There's such a distance, such a disconnect between Nina and the rest of the women she's dancing with. She gets the lead role, Nina's Black Swan, probably because she bit him. Toma was completely unimpressed with everything he saw up until she bit him, and now she gets the role. Because when she bit him, it showed him that his initial perception of her is incorrect, and there's more to it. That bite was only the sliver of, of the Black Swan that he wants to, like, groom out of her. She calls her mom, but the women write whore on the, on the mirror. Such an emotional scene when she calls her mom and she's so happy. Like, I'm there with her. I feel her joy. And then to have that joy just be sunk when she gets out of the stall and it's all over the mirror. These women clearly hate her for getting the lead role. So she goes home. Her mom is, like, there with a cake to celebrate. But the, the size of cake that she serves her is, like, gigantismic. Nina's like, I can't eat that. I, I just got the lead in this ballet. I cannot be stuffing my face with calories. And the mom, oh my gosh, she just, she's like, fine, well, I'm gonna throw the whole cake out. 
clearly very manipulative, very controlling, getting upset, so upset over food refusal. Like, come on, dude. It's such a sad dynamic between the two of them, and the fact that she just got the black swan, this, like, exacerbates the whole situation. Ugh, it literally triggers emotions in me. <laughs> the dynamic between her and her mom is, is really upsetting to me. I don't know why. I guess I just, don't, I just don't like when crusted over evil people take advantage of innocent, pure people. But, like, there's so much going on beneath the surface because Erica Sayers had to stop her career in order to have Nina Sayers. And she was after the Black Swan role, too, and now her daughter gets it. So you can obviously see, I gave up my career to have this daughter, and now my daughter is the Black Swan, the role that I wanted. Deep-seated jealousy. All over. So now it's time to announce Nina as the new Black Swan, but also to announce the end of Beth's career. This is her last season, as I said. But we can see how bitter Beth is about the whole situation, especially when she confronts Nina after the party. Thomas comes to her rescue, takes her to his home. And I don't really get why. He takes her to his home just to have like this little dialogue scene. And he goes, well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> he took Nina to his home literally just for a brief conversation. And then he's like, all right, now get out of here. Whatever. During this conversation, he starts crossing some boundaries with her. He's talking about sex. It's uncomfortable for her because this is all brand new. She's not used to talking about anything sex related with anybody, really. He even asks her, are you a virgin? And she says no, but that's probably a lie. So he gives her a, a homework assignment. He just says, go home and pleasure yourself. Just live a little. That's the phrase that he uses. Because he knows with how tightly wound she is that she doesn't experience any sort of self-gratification. It's all living to please other people. So he wants her to take her power back a little bit and to loosen up. Word gets out that Beth has just stepped into traffic and got hit by a car, probably on purpose, to hurt Toma. He's, he goes, everything that she does is out of some dark impulse, which is what makes her so mesmerizing on stage because she's so dangerous. She's perfect, he says to Nina, which gets her attention because she wants to be that. She takes it to heart, and I think she idolizes Beth. Not only Beth, but her ability to play the white swan and the black swan so perfectly. And in order to do that, you you would have need to live your life as the white swan and as the black swan. And we're all born as white swans. Not all of us make it over into black swan territory. But Nina has never experienced that second one. She's only ever been the white swan in her life. She hasn't tapped into very much darkness at, at all. But that starts to that starts to change. She starts having these increasingly intense hallucinations. Some of them are pretty disturbing. But also then some of the hallucinations are also just the filmmaker portraying an idea to us. So not everything that we see on the screen is actually happening. This downward spiral that starts with Thomas' homework assignment, it starts affecting her behavior because she confronts Lily. She stands up to her mom. It's like, whoa, this is a whole new side to Nina that we haven't seen before. She hasn't even seen before. And she even spontaneously decides to go out with, with Lily to defy her mom. This is where Lily introduces Nina to ecstasy, partying, alcohol, smoking. Even to get her to do the ecstasy, she says, live a little. Which triggers exactly what Tomas told her a couple nights ago. And so she's like, you're right. 
that's what makes this movie very coming of age. And I'm actually kind of a sucker for coming of age stories where they detail the slow loss of innocence. Those kinds of stories I think will just always hit home with me. After this night out, Nina thinks that she's taking Lily back home. They have this interaction with the mom. And then Nina has this whole drug-induced sexual fantasy about Lily. And it actually re reveals a lot more about what Nina's going through in terms of her loosening up and exploring new territory. She's confused the next morning and hungover. She's late for ballet, but it's not just any re rehearsal. This time they were actually on the stage. So it's a very important day and she's missing it. She gets there. Lily is filling in for her spot. And in her mind, she's like, Lily slept over. Why didn't she wake me up? Why didn't we come do this together? But her paranoia triggers going, Lily's after my role. She wants my role. Come to find out, Lily is actually going to be appointed the alternate or the understudy. So if Nina ever can't make a performance, Lily's going to be the, the next in line to take the role. This is not going to fly with Nina. She stays way after hours and just keeps dancing the same dance just to get it perfect. Even the piano player's staying late, but he leaves, he's like, I got a life. So she's left alone, but the reflection in the mirror starts to act a little different and menacing. Even other people in the story start to resemble her and take on her face. Like when she goes to visit Beth in the hospital, who's been hit by the car, she's, she's not doing too well. Nina goes and returns all of her belongings and she gives them back because she just wanted to be like her. And one of the items is like a nail filer. I think that's what it is, it, but it's a long knife or something like that. And Beth just takes it and starts like stabbing herself. It's insane. But then Nina runs out of the room, down the hallway, into the elevator, and we reveal that she's the one holding the knife. And it's like, whoa, okay, full mental breakdown mode. She has one final scene with her mother, which is such a brutal scene. It's where she fully transforms from White Swan to Black Swan in her personal life. Her mom sees that she's clearly not well. I mean, she's clearly not well. And sh she should not be performing in some massive ballet. But Nina's like, I'm the Swan Queen. You're the one that never got to have the role. And so she goes. She makes it on time to perform. Everything that she's worked for is coming to a head, but it's been at the extreme cost of her mental and physical health. The fact that the movie and what Nina is going through is the same story as the White Swan's transformation into the Black Swan. That's one of my favorite aspects of this movie. The parallel between the movie and the play, the ballet, I mean. So her mental health struggles come to a head where she, she thinks backstage that she's fighting Lily, but it turns out to be herself. So where she stabs Lily, it reveals right before the last leg of the play, which is not a term, that she has been her own black swan this entire time. She's been manifesting other people into the situation to be the black swan to her white swan, but she has been her own black swan the entire time. And she pulls that shard of glass out of her stomach, and that is to signify the growing pains of going from childhood to adulthood. Because in that scene of great defiance, that last final scene with her mother, that is her choosing adulthood over childhood. So the last part of the play is she's supposed to run up and stand on this structure and then jump off to her death. That's what the black swan is doing. Nina is pretty much dying because she was just stabbed. She's bleeding all over the place, but she does the play. She jumps. Everybody huddles over her and sees that she is now dying. And Tomas is like, what did you do? What happened? And she says 
the last words of the movie, which is, it was perfect. She was perfect. And she is dying knowing that it was perfect, but she doesn't get to live and see the results of it having been perfect. You know, because like, what cost should perfection be to somebody's mental and physical health? Or how appropriate is it for somebody to explore and let go in the ways that Nina did in this movie? The loss of innocence, like I said, is a big theme in this movie. Mirrors are a big theme in this movie. Self-reflection, seeing somebody you don't recognize in the mirror, letting your actions define you in that way. I just remember being introduced to this movie for the first time by my buddy Joe Miller in film school. And I remember always being and feeling Nina. I was right there with her watching the movie the whole time. I just felt like what she was emotionally experiencing, I was too. And again, every time that I've watched this since that magic is gone and dissipated a little bit, that tends to happen. But still, there are certain scenes that emotionally get me every time. Which I think it was pretty divisive when it first came out, but what's new for Darren Aronofsky? His movies split people right down the middle. You either don't like it or you do. I love Black Swan. Natalie Portman was like, I knew about her, kind of liked her from Star Wars and stuff. And then I saw Black Swan and it was like, okay, one of my top favorite actresses. This movie has been compared to Whiplash often, which came out only a few years after, four years after, and kind of has the similar theme with perfection, striving perf for perfection and what that will cost you. And I'll definitely be reviewing Whiplash too coming up soon. Let me know what you guys think about any interpretations you might have about this movie. If there's anything I said or didn't say or you didn't totally agree with or didn't even see it that way at first. I'm pretty much just saying drop a comment about the movie. Alright, that's my episode. Thank you guys for being here. See you next week. Peace.